Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is January 25th, 2021. Time is 1.12 Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. It's all the same. It'll bring you my humble opinion about things I like to talk about, sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and world level. Things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we like to talk about. So, as always, I'll start out with COVID-19 updates. As of right now, there are 419,214 deaths and counting. Once again, there's 419,214 deaths and over 20 million cases here in the United States. There's also been over 39, 39 million vaccines distributed and nine, over 19 million vaccines administered. So, people are saying... The doctors are usually saying that it takes about um, the second doses of vaccines can be taken six weeks after the first dose. They are trying to up those numbers. We now have a plan. We now have a plan in place now that um, Biden has been sworn in as president. We do have a plan in place now to get um, more vaccines administered on a state level to the governors to the mayors of each city, small towns, and get it out to the many people as possible. Um, I know my mother, my mom, she's a registered nurse, um, works for the state of Mississippi. She's supposed to be getting hers done this week. My grandmother, who is 81 years old, I think the people who are 75 and older are the first ones to get their shots. So my grandmother was able to get her shot. So people, please, even if you are able to get the vaccine and you're able to get more than one vaccine, that still doesn't mean that you don't have to practice social distancing. Still got to practice social distancing. Still got to wear your mask. Still need to sanitize yourself as much as you possibly can. Because we are not out of the woods. As a matter of fact, we are definitely in the heart of it right now. Um, even as the plans go in place, uh, President Biden, I believe he had a plan put in place that people can look at online to look at exactly how it's going to be distributed. Um, what the numbers should be the facts that are in that pamphlet so people can go online and check that out now that we actually have a plan in place. So, but still, people, please take do what you need to do to stay safe. Social distance yourself. Sanitize yourself. Wear your mask. If you don't have to go out, then don't go out. But like I said, even with these first few waves of vaccines that are given out, it's still, it might be the summer, it might be early fall before the numbers reach a plateau and they start to go down. So people, please do do what you need to do in order to stay safe, in order to stay sanitized, in order to stay as safe as you possibly can. And other COVID-related news, I saw that um, Dave Chappelle has contracted COVID. So it's another list of people. This 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 disease does not discriminate. It's going. It's coming after people left and right. People that are. I'm pretty sure Dave was safe in his um, everyday outings that he usually does and you can't be 100% safe you just got to do what you got to do in order to reduce it as much as you can from getting it because the risks of getting it are still out there so people please do what you need to do in order to stay safe um another um political news inauguration updates as we as I said earlier the inauguration went smooth last week uh, Joe Biden is our 46th president of the United States. He was sworn in along with Kamala Harris, sworn in as the vice president. Uh, it went smoothly. Thank God for that. Uh, she is the first woman of color 
first woman period to be sworn in as vice president. Um, as of right now, uh, it said at least 12 troops had to be pulled from the inauguration details for possibilities of aligning themselves with white nationalist, nationalist groups. Um, as of right now, there are still 7,000 national troops, national guards that are going to remain in D.C., that's more than Iraq and Afghanistan combined. So people are still on a high alert. They'll still have National Guard there with their presence to make sure everything runs smoothly. No threats and anything being made. Uh, President Biden's first day in the Oval Office, he signed at least 17 articles of legislation to pass. A bunch of those then included um, the um, a more updated plan for the COVID virus. Uh, stimulus checks that should be coming out hopefully next month. Um, I believe $1,400 for each single parent, single person. And also they were saying additional stimulus could go out if you have a child where you can get $300 to a child that's between the ages of, um, that's, <clears throat> I believe, under the age of six. Um, maybe more than that, I'm just saying, but this is just different things that he's passing. Uh, we aligned ourselves back up with the Paris Treaty for the climate change, realigning ourselves up with the allies instead of alienating them. We're aligning ourselves up, <clears throat> trying to bridge that gap, <laughs> no pun intended, but trying to bridge the gap, trying to align ourselves back up with our allies and not alienate people. It just felt so good to have a um, press White House press secretary that wasn't lying to us, that wasn't feeding us crap and that was basically telling us the truth and giving us facts and truth and she said the best antidote for false information is the truth and that is something that we have not been getting the past four years when you listen to the white house press secretary so and it's just just felt good to finally have an adult in charge of the white house and the white house and the press secretaries and all those things is coming from the white house we're getting facts we're getting truth we're getting structure we're getting mature adults that actually care about all facets and all people of this country and not just one group so uh as of right now it's stating that 125 125 plus people have been charged in attack on the capitol uh, these are, I believe, most of them will be federal charges. Uh, one group and one person in particular, this man from Texas, said he was arrested and turned into the feds, but he threatened to shoot and kill his kids if they turned on him. And one of the rioters, Brian Bertinucci, I believe I'm saying that name, name right, he was at the Capitol, and it was noted that he was at the Capitol because his ankle bracelet, ankle monitor, put him at the Capitol. So these people are now thinking clearly. They're not thinking smart. They're throwing their lives away for a man who is no longer president. And because he's no longer president, he has a laundry list of things that he is facing himself. So, but once again, 125 plus people have been charged with the riots at the Capitol. They should be capital offenses. They should be federal offenses. And to me, in my personal opinion, they should have the book thrown at them. So, um... And other news that I want to talk about, other things that's going on that I'm looking forward to. Um, also, the Trump's impeachment trial will be delayed until February. I believe the Senate will will um, receive the article today from the House for his impeachment. So his impeachment trial will be delayed until February. Of course, Mitch McConnell being doing Mitch McConnell things. He wants to see 
he, he, he's, he's going back and forth. And, and part of him wants to have Trump impeached. Another part of him doesn't because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to piss off Trump, his supporters, and those who align themselves with Trump. But eventually, Donald Trump, even if he would have gotten reelected, is only four more years. It's only one more term. The Republican Party has to do some soul searching and they have to look within themselves if they have a soul because this is going to look bad for you if you align yourselves with this man knowing everything that he has stacked up against him, knowing everything that he did in his last weeks and days as president and you still want to align yourself with this man. It's ridiculous, it's crazy, but yet here we are. Um, you know what? Let's... um. Let's jump into some sports real quick. Busy weekend in the NFL, of course. The uh, conference championship games happened yesterday. In the early game, we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Green Bay Packers 31-26. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. That's all I can say. Whether you love him or whether you hate him, the man is good. You never bet against him. And because of that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be making their first Appearance in the Super Bowl since the 2002 season. Tampa Bay will be the first franchise to play a home Super Bowl game. That is huge. There have been 55 Super Bowls coming up. And Tampa Bay is the first team to ever host a home game in the Super Bowl. Tom Tom Brady will be playing in his 10th Super Bowl. 10th Super Bowl. Him and LeBron James, this past year, LeBron James played in his 10th NBA Finals, and Tom Brady is getting ready to play in his 10th Super Bowl. They are the only two men in the past 30 years to play in the 10th championship game rounds. That is unbelievable. It's a, it's a, it's a feat that probably will never be matched ever again in their careers. You need to, you need to appreciate them. And just acknowledge it and support it because probably will never happen again. So congratulations to the Buccaneers. They will be playing in the Super Bowl. First team ever to host a Super Bowl game at home. And their opponent will be the winner of yesterday's AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills 38-24. Which means the Kansas City Chiefs will be going back to the Super Bowl. Trying to run it back. Trying to repeat. Trying to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls since the 03-04 New England Patriots. Um, Patrick Mahomes is playing at a very high level. They seem to be clicking on all cylinders. They got a bunch of their players back healthy. They seem to be clicking at the right time. So February 7th is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Definitely looking forward to that game. Also, Roger Goodell. uh, Big shout-out to Roger Goodell because... He said that um, Friday, that this past Friday, that at least 7,000 um, doctors, nurses, EMT workers, first responders, I believe, in the Tampa area will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, all vaccinated for, uh, responders in the medical field, I believe, that in, in Tampa or around the Tampa area will be attending the Super Bowl, all expenses paid, the NFL experience the entire weekend. So just want to say big shout out to um, Roger Goodell and the NFL for doing that. Um, also, Sarah Thomas from Pascagoula, Mississippi, like Mississippian like myself, she will be the first woman to ever officiate a game in the Super Bowl. That's huge. 
So, so congratulations to Sarah Thomas on accomplishing that, being from Mississippi like myself. Everybody from Mississippi that, that does good things and positive things and breaking, making history, I salute you. Congratulations to you on that feat. Um, shout out to Buffalo Bills, even though they lost yesterday. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills because Bills Mafia um, in the divisional round against um, Baltimore, um, Lamar Jackson was um, injured, suffered a concussion, had to leave the game, and did not return. And so, Bills Mafia, knowing that he's a he's a great impl- he's a great player, player that they respect, player that they acknowledge his skills and everything, they decided to donate to Lamar Jackson's charity because they felt like it was worth a worthy cause. And because of that, they don't they have given over three hundred and seventeen thousand dollars to Lamar Jackson's charity. So it just shows you that Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills fans, shout out to you for giving to a worthy cause. A man was hurt. He was laying on the ground, concussed, had to go through concussion protocols. But because you respect him as a man, you respect his game and decent human beings. And you guys are some of the best fans in the world. Anybody that can live in Buffalo, New York and go to those games in that frigid condition, in that outdoor stadium, you have all my support because I couldn't do it. So for you all doing that for Lamar Jackson, like I said, $317,000 to Lamar Jackson's charity after he had suffered a concussion in Buffalo on their turf, and they did that for him. So congratulations. Shout out to Bills Mafia for doing that. That's a major look, major look. Also this past week, um, Phillip Rivers, Decided to hang it up. He is retiring um, after, was it, almost 17, 18 years of playing. Uh, he announced his retirement. He said he's he's, he's done everything he could possibly do. Man, he's a husband, father of nine children. Man has nine kids. He's looking forward. He said he's going back to Alabama to become a high school football coach. So, hey, I congratulate on him. He finished his career as an eight-time pro bowler. He threw for 64,440 yards, 421 touchdowns. So congratulations to Phillip Rivers on his great career and hopefully looking forward to seeing him doing big things as a high school coach in the state of Alabama. Also, another sports-related news, um, Pittsburgh Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins, the former number one overall, former, former number one pick from the Washington football team. He is now signed to the Pittsburgh Steelers probably in the back of row, the back of Big Ben until Big Ben is done. Hopefully he'll take advantage of the second chance, get a chance to come back and show what he can really do, and hopefully he'll make the most of it. Um, had a couple of new coaches that were hired in the NFL this past week. Uh, the Eagles hired Nick Sarani as their new head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the uh, Indianapolis Colts for the past three years. Work up under Frank Wright, who we all know Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017. So there's the connection. They're hoping that he can come in and, I guess, work with Carson Wentz to try to revitalize his career in Philadelphia. Also, Dan Campbell was hired as the new head coach in Detroit for the Detroit Lions. Had a very interesting press conference where he basically said that his team is going to bite off kneecaps and punch people and bit bite people and do all these types of things and they're not going to take any ish from anybody and he does not the word he said he cursed in the press conference so 
Some people look at that and say, that's my guy. If a guy can come in as a first press conference and yell and cuss and do all this tough talk, that that's the guy that they look to rally around. But to me, it's just my opinion. When you come in on a press conference and do that, all you're going to show people is that you're going to have a stupid, undisciplined football team that's going to get penalized for doing dumb things. And all that tough talk doesn't equate to it doesn't equate to wins. And the Detroit Lions haven't won a playoff game since 1991. That's 31 years. That's 30 years ago. 1991, the last time the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. So all that tough talking and all that rah-rah stuff that you're doing, if it doesn't equate to wins, what does it mean? And me speaking as a black man, I can just I can just truly say that if a black man would have stood up there in the press conference and said all of that and cursed and and just been loud and we're going to do this, they would have looked at him and questioned his his intelligence, his competence and everything about the man from day one. But that's a privilege that white men are able to enjoy. So and it's just a shame because the NFL appears to be going backwards because we had seven positions that were open for new coaching and in new coaching spots in the NFL and not one black man became a head coach. Houston has still not hired anybody yet and they are saying that they're going to give um Leslie Frazier and Eric Bieniemy from the uh, Eric Bieniemy the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs he may get a second interview. But it's just a shame because these men are not are not these coaching positions it's just like the NFL is it's just the old boys club and you have to basically it's a shame that they have to give you second and third round picks or extra compository picks for you to do the right thing. And it's just a shame because it seems like the Rooney rule is just used to pacify people because, oh, we'll give you an interview, but we're not going to hire you because it's a shame because the NFL is 75 to 80 percent black. But there's only there's 32 teams in the league, 32, 30, 32 head coaching positions, but you only have two head coaches. Mike Tomlin, and I forgot the guy's name in mind for the Miami Dolphins. So we're good enough to play for you. We're good enough to entertain you and make you a lot of money, but we're not good enough to be the face of your franchise and be the CEO of your franchise and to lead men. There's only two of us that are good good enough to do that. But if you look at the coordinators for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who who will be playing in the Super Bowl in less than two weeks, every coordinator is black. Every coordinator, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, running back coach, every coordinator that is under Bruce Arians is black. That's not a coincidence. So it's just a shame because the NFL seems to be going backwards. They don't they they're they'll pacify us. They'll give people interviews, but they're not taking they're not really serious about uh, bringing diversity into the NFL as far as general managers and head coaches go. Lewis Reddick, who um, is a announcer for the Monday Night Football for the past couple seasons, should have been a general manager years ago. And it's a shame that people won't take him seriously or give the man an interview because the man knows football, he played the game, and he knows personnel. But yet, <laughs> Jim Caldwell with the Detroit Lions made the playoffs two times that he was there in the four years he was there. But yet... Matt Patricia didn't make the playoffs at all, and you hire a man who said his team is going to punch people and bite kneecaps off. What? Whatever. It is what it is. So, um, in other news that I'm looking forward to seeing that um, The Rock has a new show called The Young Rock. It's coming out in February on NBC, detailing his life, 
growing up with his father being a pro wrestler and the all of the colorful characters that he used to hang around and meet people all the time from Andre the Giant, the Junkyard Dog, and uh, just to name a few. So it's just going to chronicle The Rock's life and all the ups and downs and the roller coasters of him being in a wrestling family from birth. So from his his late father, Rocky Johnson, to his late great his late grandfather, Chief Hype uh, Maivia. So definitely looking forward to seeing how they're going to the episodes are going to chronicle out in his life starting next month. Also, Keenan Thompson has his own show coming out on NBC uh, called The Keenan Show. So definitely looking forward to seeing those two shows um, next month. Also, um, I saw the movie uh, One Night in Miami. My wife and I saw it last week. And if you haven't saw that movie yet, you need to do it. You need to do yourself a favor and look at that movie. That movie is is powerful. It's impactful. It's chronicling the, um, February of 1964. In Miami, when Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston to become the heavyweight champion at the time, and of course, it chronicles the four gentlemen that were there at that time. Muhammad Ali, of course, winning the title. Uh, Malcolm X, uh, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. If you have not gotten a chance to see that movie, I, I suggest you do that because it's very powerful. You see, you see the ups and the downs. You see their vulnerabilities. You see them triumph. You see how the real men have a conversation and things that were going on at that time in 1964 that are still impactful to this day. It's a very good movie. So if you get a chance to do it, directed by Regina King, she should get an Oscar for that because she did a great job with that movie. So if you get a chance, watch that movie. It's a great movie. Um, and I want to end this show also. No, no, no. Other sports-related news. Um Jennifer King was hired as a full-time assistant coach for the Washington football team. So I want to say congratulations to her. Looking forward to seeing what she brings to that team as a full-time assistant coach. And we had a couple. We had um, one in this show talking about some people that passed away last week. Um, George Siena, a.k.a. Julio from Sanford and Son and other shows that he did, he passed away, as a matter of fact, on my birthday, January 4th. But the news just got released over the weekend. I believe he was 82 years old. Um, so I want to say rest in peace to him. Also want to say rest in peace to Larry King, longtime host from CNN. The man interviewed everybody for 25, 30 plus years. And it was just a joy to watch him, how he interact with people, how he made people feel comfortable. He let them talk. He let them express themselves. He made them feel comfortable. The man interviewed any and everybody. Um, so just want to say rest in peace to him and my condolences go out to Larry King. And also I want to say rest in peace to Henry Louis Aaron, better known as Hank Aaron, passed away over the weekend at the age of 86. Um, this man was a giant Possibly, in most people's eyes, the greatest baseball player to ever play the game. Um, he was an incredible player. Not just a home run king. He was versatile in so many areas. Um, he had 700, of course, 755 home runs. He was a 1957 National League MVP. He was a World Series champion. 25 times All-Star. Three-time Gold Glove winner. Two-time batting champion, major um, MLB All-Century team, and he was elected into the Hall of Fame in 1982. 
of his impact on sports in general. Because at the time of him playing in the 50s and the 60s, and the climate and the heat and the things, the stress that that man was dealing with, just like Jackie Robinson trying to be the first to do something in that time and just trying to accomplish and what he doing what he did and accomplish what he accomplished and the feats and the heights that he set. I mean, he went after one of the, if not the most cherished record in all of sports. He was coming forward and was just, the man received over 3,000 death threats and hate mail a day. And it was accumulated to over two to three million in his lifetime of, of being a baseball player. So to do with that, the threat of them killing him and kidnapping his children, all while chasing Babe Ruth's record and the fortitude and the courage and just to get up and say, I'm going to do this because God blessed me with the talent to do it. And he broke the record and he set the market, set the mark at a high mark and did it without doing steroids. <laughs> no steroids, just natural God-given ability that that man went out and did what he did. And his numbers speak for themselves. His impact, just being who he was, where he's from, Mobile, Alabama, which is an hour from where I grew up. And say the man left Mobile, Alabama as an 18-year-old kid. Say he may have had $2, $2 in his pocket two sandwiches to eat on the train and maybe had a change, a, a change of clothes. And he left Mobile, Alabama with little to nothing and made history and became one of the greatest baseball player to ever play the game. So I want to say rest in peace to Mr. Henry Hank Aaron. My condolences go out. My condolences and prayers go out to his family and just his impact on baseball, his impact on us general as black people and as people, period. It will never be forgotten. His life and his career will forever be cemented and celebrated. So I salute you, Mr. Heron. Rest in peace. And just want to say that one of the greatest baseball players to ever play the game. So just want to say that. And as always, people, as I like to end my show, just letting you all know. We all come from different stat races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interests, begin to pick each other's brain, dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully, only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between us all. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush is all the same. Just bring you my humble opinion about things I like to talk about. I will be posting this on my Facebook page. You can catch this on Anchor. I do this every Monday. And um, I'll be doing it again. And hopefully um, you guys have a good day. Have a good week. Stay safe. Do what you need to do to stay safe and be positive. God bless you all. Have a good day. Peace.